welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I almost forgot what we were called for a moment. Your fantastic finger guns really threw me off. They were very, uh, I don't know what was going on with me. Emphatic. That's a good word. Yeah. It's because your boobies are just free flying there. Free flying. They're wild and free. (laughs) Biggest Costco PJs. Yeah. They're very nice. The The Costco PJs that I'm wearing are nice, but they're almost like too soft that they're like grabby if you have dry skin. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean because I have the same pair in the same pattern. Wow. Twinsies. I wish I was wearing them right now. I was just about to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do know. And they're also, even though they come with like a tank top and a short sleeve shirt, I also find that sometimes they're too warm. I don't find that. Okay. I'm always cold at night. Oh, see, I get warm at night sometimes. I'm like a snake. I need like lots of blankets. Well, but you also sleep on your main floor and we sleep upstairs and the heat rises. Uh, that's so. true. All yeah. good scientific points. Thank you. Did we say I our, got our more names? free time to think about these things now that my kid's back in school? <laughs> Congratulations. I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for me too. Thank you. You made it. I did. And I I really like, I didn't know if I was going to, but she's in the afternoon kindergarten instead of the morning and I'm digging it. Nice. And seems like she's digging it too. I think so. Yep. So it's a wild time up there right now. (laughs) And you're down there. Loving it. Uh, I'm Allison. And I'm Marie. Welcome. And I just want to take a picture of the new pod set up here. Oh. Basement. Wait till you see this. I can't wait. It is a big upgrade from our usual. So next time we're potting in the basement, we're not going to be on a couch messing around with how where our drinks should go we're gonna be podcasting in style oh yeah we're in the basement though so it's a little bit slow down (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say i still haven't received that text but that's okay you know podcasting in style but not necessarily the height of technology yes of course two different things yeah (laughs) I just, I just got the picture, and yeah, that that's new setup. You put a table in there, <laughs> whole new setup. I set up a card table <laughs> by the lamp. Wow, I think it's better. I think it's better too. That technology that you got going on—that's great. Great, great table. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great card table from the 1960s. <laughs> I expected like a new setup. Everything is literally exactly where it is. Except Blow up mattress against the wall. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. Well, we have a little bit of a time constraint today, which I've already fucked up by being late. As always, it's my burden in life to bear along with everybody who knows me the only thing i'm not work late for is work because i'm just and just responsible enough you're making that bank 
Yeah. You can't be late when you're making that bank. Nope. So, yeah. So we're going to get down to it. We are um, continuing with Reese Witherspoon for now. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Um, And today we are talking about How Do You Know, which is on Netflix. If you've never seen it and you would like to, head to Netflix. And then come back and listen to us. Because we will talk about the movie in its entirety and there will be nothing left for you to discover on your own. Except your own feelings towards the movie. And if you're unsure about how cute, awkward Paul Rudd is. Yeah. But you should be familiar with that already. Yes. He's adorable. He is adorable. Well, along with Paul Rudd, Weese Witherspoon is in this movie, mm. along with Owen Wilson, Jack Nicholson, and Katherine Hahn. This movie came out in 2010, which surprised me because it, that seems, I, I don't know, I expected people to have iPhones in 2010. I believe I had mm. an iPhone in 2010, which is like my, um, my barometer for that. Maybe flip phones are trying to make a comeback, so they like helped. Mm. With funding. Not even Blackberries, though. But anyway, I digress. Um, It was directed by James L. Brooke and also written by James L. Brooks. So apparently he's like a a, a known guy who had worked (laughs) with Jack Nicholson before. (laughs) Never heard of him. Nope. Okay. I wonder if he's related to Mel. (laughs) That's the only Brooks I know. What about Albert? Who's Albert Brooks? You're messing out. Talk oh. about it later. Okay. We don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time. Tight schedule. Yes. All right. Did you go through director and everything? I did. It's all James L. Brooks. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So to go with the strength, I like it. And I hate it at the same time. Okay. And I know it was my decision, and I stand by it. So in the movie, Paul Rudd has a little bit of a breakdown at one point, And it's like, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night, full dark, and he makes himself a Bloody Mary. It's a choice. It is. And he, like, garnishes it with celery. He goes the full nine yards. And he puts it in a coffee pot? I didn't pick up on that. Or is it just, a, or is it just like, a pitcher? But I it, 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 I think it, I thought it was just a big glass, but maybe it was a pitcher or coffee pot. He had, I thought it was a, I don't know. Listeners email us. Watch is, this movie after you listen to this and let us know. Is it a coffee pot? Um, so we're drinking Bloody Marys. I'm excited about it. I really enjoy a Bloody Mary. I haven't had one in a month or so. So it's been a long while. So. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I didn't even bother looking at a recipe for a Bloody Mary because Bernard makes them and they're really good. So he just did his thing. I will tell you that we use individual cans of Zing Zang for our mix. I also use Zing Zang. I use Bold and Spicy Zing Zang. Oh, I don't know if I've ever tried the Bold and Spicy. We're OG. Okay. What I did look up a recipe. I'm using vodka. Sometimes I will have my Bloody Marys with gin. Oh, mm-hmm. there used to be. Do you remember pig iron? It, it used yes. to be in Cranberry. They used to have a build your own Bloody Mary. OK. And I they made a real good Bloody Mary. But so I did today. I did vodka. I did 
uh, Zing Zang Bold and Spicy. I added a couple dashes of Worcestershire, a dash of hot sauce, and I added a squeeze of lime juice. Hmm. Cool. So it might be really spicy, though. Let's see. Cheers. Mm, that hits a spot, actually. Mine is just really tangy, and I like it. Lift up your glass, please. Oh, fancy. Yeah, Minerva photobombed all of my pictures because since she's um, an ex-softball player, that's why I was late, because I couldn't find my softball glove. <laughs> <laughs> and I shouted up. I was like, James, this is a long shot. Have you seen my softball mitt? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's in my trunk. <laughs> Why? He just played baseball the other day with his friend. And I think it's just in with all of our baseball, softball stuff. Gotcha. So I got gotcha. a, But anyway, so I got my glove and then I got a softball. And so every single picture is Minerva trying to play with the softball. <laughs> you know what? I think that makes it even better. Me too. I think yep. Minerva makes almost everything better, except if it's pee. There. So the thing with the, drinking a Bloody Mary, though, is they are very big. Mine was small because the recipe only called for three fourths of a cup and one shot. I actually upped the shot to one and a half ounces mm. because I thought one ounce was way too small. And what? sorry, Go ahead. I just I'm really enjoying this Bloody Mary, actually, <laughs> and I'm really happy about it. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Mine's like real peppery. Mm, I'm not a peppery person. I'm finding out I'm not either. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm going to swirl it around. Do you think it's the OG Zing Zang or does Bernard put some in? You know, I didn't watch him make it. I just said, <laughs> hey, can you make me a Bloody Mary? And then I set up, came upstairs, and he had it at the door for me. So I walked it back down. That's great. What service? <laughs> uh yep. Initial thoughts on this movie. Initial thoughts on this movie was I was really pleasantly surprised. I didn't hate it, but it didn't have a lot of oomph for me. Oh, interesting. I, I was, was very into it. I was bored if Paul Rudd wasn't on the screen. Oh. So I did I did think it was a little slower, but I didn't hate it. No, well, it's a good thing he was on screen a lot. Yeah. But if it was just oh, Jesus, oh, that's very cold. <laughs> oh my! Sorry. Maybe you're on the verge of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I just saw her walking. Hi, over. pickles. I didn't know what was going on. Ah, hi, pickles. Go. Go torture them upstairs. Oh, I was saying hi to Pickles and Millie got jealous and came in and saw me. This, like, up in your little thing, <clears throat> does your name pop up in there? Like, it's not really sure who you are. Like, does it say your name in your video screen? It says my husband's name. Oh, okay. It's annoying. Sorry. It's fine, babe. I guess Pickles is sticking around. That's okay. So, um, I'm sorry that you didn't like this movie very much. 
It wasn't, I didn't, I, I don't feel like it was a waste of my time. I just don't think I'll be chomping at the bit to watch it again. Gotcha. Whereas like I was contemplating, should I have Bernard watch it? Oh, really? Yeah. I think. So it's just a big difference between us. Which is weird because I feel normally we're more similarly. Yeah. Opinionated. Maybe I can convince you. I think what really got me down was Owen Wilson's character because he's just a terrible man-child jerk. Hmm. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with you. But I do have thoughts about it. Okay. So let's get down to this. Can we have a summary? (sighs) I thought you would forget. Um, (laughs) Not today. I just listened to Sweet Home Alabama, like half of it, and I was like, oh, damn, I forgot the summary again. Uh, um, This movie is about a softball player who gets cut from the Olympic team, I think. She's a little bit lost, kind of dating this baseball player, uh, bumps into, nope, goes on a blind date with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd can't get her out of her, can't get her out of his mind. And then they just kind of keep hanging out a little bit while she's kind of with Owen Wilson and Paul Rudd's going through a tough time and they kind of help each other out while falling for each other. Mm -hmm. True. (laughs) I was confused about something and I don't know how much you know about Olympic athletes because I don't know a lot about Olympic athletes and how that shit works. I would say close to nothing is what I know. That's about as much as I know. How was she making money? Like, do they get sponsors and they pay living expenses? Like, how's that work? You got me? Okay. No clue. She didn't have a job. No. Okay. So, we got that settled. Olympic athletes, email us. (laughs) Toast to romcoms at gmail.com. Do you get paid via sponsor or do you have to have jobs while training? Because all she did was train. She didn't do shit. And I don't know how realistic that was. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, I jumped the gun on that one, but I didn't know if you'd have an answer. No, I like it. I don't have an answer at all. And I would say that that's probably our first unbelievability. Because it was a nice apartment. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you my first unbelievability. And this could be Nick Pitkey. This also could be indicative that I have deeper problems of my own. <laughs> okay. So she's sitting with her friend eating burgers, and they're talking about when she's truly honest and when she starts talking. And her friend says, you only stay, say stuff when you're drinking Guinness. No, 100% agree. I was like, she's getting drunk on Guinness? It's like 4%. <laughs> right. How many is she having? And that's heavy. It's like drinking a, a glass of chocolate milk. Bloat city. Yeah. <coughs> so she's- No way is an Olympic athlete getting drunk on Guinness. No way. So, yes. I, I agree with you. That's my first unbelievability. I think you're 100% correct. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, 
I think for normal people, this would be unbelievable. But, like, Paul Rudd's character wasn't exactly normal. (laughs) Okay. Can you expand on that? Yes. He called Reese Witherspoon up to break a date they never had. And I thought that was unbelievable. Like, no one's going to do that. They're just not going to call the number. Mm-hmm. But he called her to say, hey, your friend gave me your number, but I'm not going to call you. <laughs> and she didn't even know about it. Yeah. Yep. I was- so whereas I think it would have been nice if they had a date. And he was like, I don't want to stand you up. But they didn't. They had never yeah, crossed paths. Paul Rudd just plays that awkward guy so well. He does. He does. I really enjoyed his time in this movie. Me too. I did. Like I said, I really did like all of the parts with Paul Rudd in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my next unbelievability really isn't for a while. I think it's my next unbelievability is about Paul Rudd having that much celery in his fridge. I didn't even realize he opened his fridge. <laughs> he had like a bouquet of celery in there. It was giant. <laughs> Maybe he really likes Bloody Marys. I do not have a garnish in mine because I, I, I knew if I bought celery, it would go to waste. Absolutely. Who? I mean... I like the idea of celery as a snack, but it's the stringies. And whenever you use it in a Bloody Mary, does anybody actually eat the stock? I feel like I've seen it done. Email us, toastaromcoms at gmail.com. I would like to know who eats the celery stock, garnish, and their Bloody Marys. The only lots of questions today. Yeah. The only garnishes I eat or if it's like bacon, like stuffed olives. I once had a Bloody Mary that came with a little bit of grilled cheese. That mm. was very nice. Yeah, that would be nice. It was like a quarter sandwich of grilled cheese that was staked and shoved in my Bloody Mary. It was great. Uh, I think the obliviousness of Owen Wilson's character in general, like he has all the toothbrushes, for his bed partners, he has like a closet full of sweats, which is unbelievable in and of itself because they're also personalized with his name or like his initial. I think that's so unbelievable to have all that stuff. One and two to think it's acceptable. Like, Hey, I'm just upfront about who I am. Yeah. Um, I think that's very unacceptable just to have that giant stock of leisure wear for women Mm-hmm. And, and think and think it makes you a nice guy. Yeah. No, that makes you a fuck boy. Yeah. And like, no offense, sleep around if you want to, but I don't think you have to put it in whoever, like, whoever you have come over for that night. I don't think you have to throw it in their face. He is just a walking red flag. Oh, yes. Yes. And it made me upset with her a little bit that she came back and apologized for getting mad at him. Mm-hmm. Me too. And he he just has zero self-awareness. Yeah. 
And I guess, like, I hate stereotyping, like, he's a professional athlete, they're catered to having, you know, people trip all over them or tell them they're great and all these kinds of things. But I feel like maybe that's what happened. Yeah. I could see, so in my mind, like, if Bryce Harper, like that hot baseball player that's kind of a huge douche, Sorry for listening, but we all know it's true. I feel like he had like he's gone in the morning. He has somebody pick up the lady friend and send them home with like something. It's like Jack White. Jack White, I think, gives every woman he sleeps with a signed guitar. No, he does not. I heard that Where somewhere. Where is this information? I heard it on <laughs> the DVE morning show. And they're talking about people and like the stars that they've slept with and like what happened and what did they get, if anything. Like good experiences, bad experiences. Um, Wait a second. I don't know. Nothing's popping up right off the bat here. I don't know. I've heard it on a radio show. I'm sure it's pretty reputable. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> yes, I'm being sarcastic. But that news was floated out there. Okay. Well, I don't know how much of this would be worth. It depends on how many women he's given them to, I guess. That's probably true. How much... Um, product is there in the market right now? Email us toasterrumcoms at gmail.com. Or a girl that Jack White gave a guitar, please let us know. Wow. Um, okay. What do you got? Did you just go? I think it's your turn. I don't know. So she's at practice right before Paul Rudd calls her and he calls her and she gets hit in the face really hard with a softball and there's no bruise. She does have blood on her gums. There is no bruise or swelling. I did see the the blood and I like that little touch. But in the hours after, you're going to see evidence that that happened. I'm trying to think of how many times I got hit with a softball myself. Because if you're just throwing it, I don't know. I could, I could maybe, be, well, maybe not the swelling, but I, there, it's possible that there wouldn't be a bruise, but there would probably be swelling. Just where it hit her, it wasn't yeah. like, like the jaw's pretty. It's pretty solid. I feel like there'd be some kind of mark. Yeah. But I I mean, I could be wrong. Email us toastaromcoms at gmail.com. If you've been hit in the face with a baseball or softball and it left no mark, golf ball. Also a possibility. <laughs> Whenever I got hit in the face with a softball. I really don't think I had a bruise or swelling, but I had the stitch imprints of the ball under my Ooh. eye for a while. That's crazy. I think that was our brother. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know he hit both of us in the face at some point. Yeah. 
I guess mine was more unintentional. Mine was too. Okay. Gotcha. He did uh, freak out and panic and then run carrying me home. (laughs) And set me on the table like it was some like... Like, you know, ER scene. (laughs) Mom was probably like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) I just remember he was throwing pot flies to me and I just didn't catch it. My face did. And then I woke up in his arms and he's going, oh, God. Oh, God. He's carrying me and he sets me on the table. I'm like, oh, wow. Passed out. Passing out is a real weird experience. Yeah. That lost time. Uh-huh. Yep. It's me. It is. Uh, an intentionally silent dinner with a blind date is very it's unbelievable. Exa- <laughs> it's exactly what he needed. It was strange. Did I like it for this movie because it was so weird and unbelievable? Yes. Right. I think if that's the if that's the direction you're going in in real life, you leave. Yes. You're like, thank you, but I just don't feel like this is going to work out. Or thank you. I'm sorry. I have diarrhea. I have to go. <laughs> Maybe you should have just called if that was true. <laughs> I feel like the truth would be better because diarrhea is obviously not true in that scenario. No, I'm talking about an excuse. Yeah. You're not going to go to the restaurant and be like, oh, wait, I have diarrhea. I have to go. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, What's your next one? Um, when she gets home from that, I think it's from the the lunch with Paul Rudd. She doesn't lock her apartment door when she comes in. New York City. You're going to lock your doors. I think it was DC. Whatever. It's worse. (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's, that's very weird. That's true. Okay. Good one. A little bit still. No, important. I only have one more, baby. I thought it was very unbelievable that she moved in with Owen Wilson. Mm. I couldn't get a feel for how much time had passed, but it seemed like it was a couple weeks. It didn't seem like a long time. Mm -hmm. But I also um, am unsure if they had started their relationship before the movie started. Because she seemed to be used to, like, people wanting to take pictures with him and things like that. Good point. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, first date, second date kind of a Mm -mm. thing. No, that's not the impression I got. Okay. Then? Okay. Good to know. I'm glad that you said that. Um, My... Unbelievability is kind of akin to your last one. And how it says, how does she not realize Owen Wilson's a dope? (laughs) (laughs) I 
at the end, she says, you were great, truly. And I was like, don't lie to him. He was a shit. (laughs) He's the worst. Don't lie to him. I completely agree. Like, he's never going to learn if you don't tell him the truth. Yeah. And he was not great. Did he try? Kind of. Maybe more so than he had done in the past, but could he have tried harder? Yeah. I think anonymous sex means that you're not trying. Yeah, that that was weird. Because I feel like if you're moving in with each other, come on, you're you're monogamous. Yeah, I don't. That know. That was weird. Call me old fashioned, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You're not hip to these kids I'm from not. 2010s. Nope. Uh, I have one last nitpicky one. Okay. I thought it was really weird. Maybe it's product placement, but whenever Paul Rudd moved. Yes. The Galliano. I know exactly what. Yes. I was like, why is that on your oven? I wrote that down too. Who the fuck has a bottle of Galliano on their oven? Like, it's not like you can use it for olive oil. Like, <laughs> you're not going to use it for preheating a pan or like cook. I, I don't know. It was very weird to me that that was out. The only defense I'll give that I just thought of like immediately was he, remember he said, that he had tried to be a bartender. And when he was making his cocktails, he was very precise and, you know, they showed a lot of detail. So maybe he has a great Galliano recipe. I don't know. (laughs) That's the only defense. It's a thin one. My drink leaked condensation all over my notes. And now I have Uh, to avoid moving or so I can still read them. Oh no. That was poorly done on your part. No, I didn't think. That's it happens. It happens. It's gonna be fine. Oh, one more unbelievability. Okay. Back in it. I'm back in it. Uh inviting somebody that you don't know super well to your friend's hospital room who just had a baby. Like that's very intimate. And I wouldn't want a stranger there if I had just given birth. She gave the okay. I know she did. I'm saying it's unbelievable. Oh, okay. Her her saying yes. I agree with that. Yeah. They I, seem to have... I told you, mine was small. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ice. I could go... I could drink another one right now. I'll pound another Bloody Mary. Well, we're going to take a break in a couple minutes, and you can go ahead and make yourself one. Okay. Because second drink, we always do two, in case you're just tuning in. Two cocktails. Always. Sometimes more, but never less. Except for that one time. Uh, Bicicletta. Yep. Yep. That That was awful, though. Yeah, that was truly heinous. Tasted like a skunk's asshole. I bet you a skunk's asshole tastes better. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Uh, we're going to move on to obstacles to so these two being together. And since it's a love triangle, are we doing both? I was going to ask you the same question. I think we do do both. All right. So let's start with Owen Wilson, the obvious turd. It, and, and it's because he's a turd. <laughs> it's because he's a turd. He just has no sense of how to be in an adult relationship. 
number one. Do you have a number two to go along with that? He's just not mature enough. Yeah. It's like he's still 17. Yeah. He doesn't know. Self-centered. He doesn't know what intimacy is. And I think he wants it on some level. But either he doesn't know how to get it or he doesn't know how to know how to get it or he doesn't care enough to find out how to get it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So that that was huge for them. Um, I also kind of think that she was at fault, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she just went with anything, and she rationalized everything right away. She was a doormat to everything, and she excused it, like, with her little motivational sayings. But sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah. Saying no is just as important as being, like, a positive, affirmative, like, person. Absolutely. It's part of being a healthy person. Yeah. Say no. It's something you have to learn to be an adult. Mm-hmm. She wasn't doing it. No. All right. Her and Paul Rudd. Her and Owen Wilson relate. Her and Owen Wilson's relationship. Her and Owen Wilson's relationship. Can I say like the fact that they didn't really know each other either? Yeah. Like their blind date, they were silent. <laughs> yeah. That really resonated with Paul Rudd for some reason, but... would If you approached your blind date and they had their head fully on the table, would you just not go up to them? Would you just walk out at that point? Correct. Yeah. If the if the mater D was like, that's them right there, be like, can I just go? <laughs> Don't tell anybody you saw me. <laughs> yes. I think he would have gone with it. He seemed cool. I think so, too. So I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. There's just a lot of crazies out there. Yeah. And it could be argued that Paul Rudd was one of them. Have you ever had a blind date? No, I never went on a blind date. Same. I was just curious. Mm hmm. Because it seems very, um, very stressful. You'd really have to trust the person who's setting you up. Yeah. And I don't know anyone I would have trusted for that. Not even me. Maybe you now. Okay. That's fair. But before I was married, you were like 20. So no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be setting you up with some like 22 year old, like alcoholic, like, whoa, you ready to party? Maybe great for stamina, but not for (laughs) a relationship. So many jokes I can make about that right now. Um, all right. Did we cover obstacles? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, go make another drink and come back. We're going to be talking about chemistry. I'll be back in a flash. Okay. Okay. I'm out of breath. I ran up the stairs. <laughs> Time crunch, people. Time crunch. I never... I always half-ass a second drink anyway. <laughs> like, I don't shake it in a cocktail shaker. I'm like, nah, I had the full experience. <laughs> and take a drink. Are you worse off for it? 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Not the answer I expected. Sorry. It's not, uh, it's not as mixed as it should be. Mm. Well, I guess Pickles isn't the only one regretting her decisions right about now. Why is she regretting her decisions? Oh, check your phone. Remember she came downstairs and refused to go back up? She was just laying on the top step. Please let me go back up. Please. She's so cute. Yep, she is. Still not going to happen right now. (laughs) All right. Let's start with the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Reese Witherspoon. Is there any? I think there is. I'm not saying there is as much as with her and Paul Rudd, but I think that um, the scene where she, after their date and she's coming to his apartment and he's like, are you coming up? And she's like, "Uh," and he steps away and he's, and he's like, I'm just giving you space. I want you to feel comfortable. It's charming. Okay. That's fair. And, like, the doorman steps away with them, and it just kind of add to it. I liked the doorman a lot. Yes, he was a good guy. I I feel like that's really the only moment that they had, though. Like, the next morning, he made her a smoothie that just that's, fell flat for me. But I think that's nice. I don't know. It, like, it felt... It felt very routine. It felt like this is what I do for all the ladies mm, that I take home. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now, I thought their scene was weird and that like he wanted to be like, yeah, our sex was great. And she was like, mm, mm, I didn't really say anything. So I wasn't sure if that's just not who she was like to talk about sex or if she didn't enjoy it. I don't think she felt a connection. I think she was just trying to force everything. Okay, gotcha. Uh, remember the clapper? I thought it was hilarious. Do you think it would like constantly go on and on like during sex? Like if you're like, pow, 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 pow. So I've never experienced the clapper in real life. Same. And I don't know if you can just do a, or if it has to be like a. Yeah. Because I don't know many people thrusting with the force where it's going. (laughs) I can't hear your claps on the microphone. It's coming across a silent. But let me tell you, I'm reading A Court of Silver Flames again. And I feel like they would turn a clapper on and off. Now, if there's spanking going on, that could totally do it. Yeah. Yes, I remember a quart of Silver Flames. Like, I think those balls were slapping out. Yes, hard. like it's <laughs> legit mentioned in the book that his balls slapped against me. <laughs> like, it literally says it. And it says like with such force or something like that. And I'm like, I wonder if that would turn on a clapper. <laughs> Do you think he used his siphons for that? <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. That's not a spoiler alert. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I never even thought about that, Marie. (laughs) It has a whole new dimension. Whoa. Hmm. Something to... That's some food for thought right there. 
There you go. Hey, listeners, if you haven't read a court of Thorns and Roses series, just get on it. What are you doing with yourself? Just read it. SJ Moth. Can we get a sex scene where the boys use their siphons? Yeah. Think about it. I'm thinking about it. I know you're not Not telling me to think about it, but I'm I'm thinking about it. Uh, Fat boys. So I thought the clapper thing was funny. It is funny. I will say there are sometimes I wish I had a clapper. People do all kinds of things not to have to get up and turn off the light. My favorite way to not to is to just use my nightstand light. Mm-hmm. Low tack gets the job done though. Yeah, I do that too. I've seen people using like laser pointers with their cats. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um lots of chemistry with Paul Red though, especially towards the end end um i i you know i want to disagree with you there Mm. i think there's a lot of chemistry right off the bat um with that first call to let her know he's not going to call her tell me more well i think that kind of set the tone for their relationship like he's this quirky awkward guy who's just trying to do the right thing and she's a girl doesn't know where she's do what she's doing in life, and she doesn't know how to deal with him. And I think that's good for her because she doesn't know how to handle her life right then. So just getting that weird introduction kind of sets the stage for that blind date later. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay, the chemistry points that I picked out. I just really liked the intensity with which Paul Rudd listened to her. Mm. Like he, he was very like enamored by her and gave her his full attention all the time. Yeah. That's a re- really good point. Even cause that's again, goes black back to the blind date. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, let's just stay silent. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, he's like, that's just what I needed. Yeah. I needed to not speak. I really liked the scene where she calls him and she's outside of his window and he picks up on it right away. Oh, it was so cute. It was really cute. And But he doesn't want her to get embarrassed, so he hides it from her that he knows. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. I did like that scene a lot. Um. When I forget if that's when this happened. No, I think. No, it's totally when she goes to his house. She asked him, can you do me a favor? And he said, yes. And thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's the perfect foil to Owen Wilson because he's just this genuine person. And that's part of the reason why she doesn't know how to deal with him. Cause mm-hmm. she's dealing with this doofus over here and she's not used to it. Or maybe she's not used to anyone being genuine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it whenever <laughs> she says, do you have any Guinness? And he says, no, but I can get some. And he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. that's a, leaves a full out stranger. 
Uh, it was kind of on backward, Koopy. Hi. <laughs> Do you want to say hi? Your undies are backward too. <laughs> Is she all backwards? Not giving you a wedgie. Yeah, wedgie. I got a wedgie. All right, get upstairs and go fix your undies. We're on a we're on a time crunch here. Bye. Um, but after that, I do think that there is just a bunch at the end. You're right about that. So it's kind of like you you get involved in the side stories. So like, what's going on with Paul Rudd's work? Her relationship with Maddie? Yes, I just said that was a side story it is yeah um love it whenever they coach the proposal oh that was huge and that is so his character like to forget to record that moment Mm -hmm. because he's so caught up in it yeah and then they have to do it again and like just the eye contact and stuff and Mm -hmm. they made it better Like, they didn't make the proposal better, but they made the fact that it wasn't recorded better. Yes. Um, The Play-Doh scene, also great. Yes. I liked how the film, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but they kind of compared and contrasted the two guys with the stories they told. Are they like foils of each other, maybe? Maybe, but Maddie told the story about cat shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, get revenge on this coach and then you can move on. And it was still a fun story and it made her feel better. And, but it wasn't this on the same level as Paul Rudd's Plato story about like meeting your potential by just changing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. And I liked the whole, her, him not rushing her opening it. Yeah. And his response to that too. He had like a really cute comeback that I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. Even the way that he approached her about making a decision about meeting him gave her space to think just like, if you want to hear my talk, I'll be outside for, for 10 to 15 while. hours. Yeah. 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 He's just a great guy. He is. He was a really cute character. Mm-hmm. I just he was a he was a bit of a, a creepster at some points. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, just wanted to get that across. I didn't feel like Jack Nicholson added anything to this story. I understand his importance with like the whole crime thing and getting his son looped into that. Like I understand the importance to the story, but it didn't do anything for me. So in the beginning, I was very into it, like, and and into his character and how he was talking to Paul Rudd. Um, And then his importance to me just kind of drifted off. Like I thought he was great in the beginning um, drivel does not get to finish. Drivel gets interrupted. Like all of his little sayings and how he was treating them. I was like, okay, okay. He's doing great. I get this. 
And then it just became meh. Like it became, he became too much of the side story as well. That was one of the points where I think it was in the middle of one of their little meetings or something like that. I was like, I'm, I'm bored. Like this, this is a slow part. Like, I don't really want to see this. Mm-hmm. So. Which is unfortunate because it is his last film after this film he retired from acting. No way. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. As did the director. Huh. Yeah. Have you seen him these days? He looks real rough. Well, he has to be 85. He, he's a rough looking 85. Oh, he's been living the good life. And what did, he's been living some life hasn't like what didn't he say one time he's like with these sunglasses on I'm Jack Nicholson but without them I'm just some fat old guy no, that's like, really good though I like that comment yeah let me see he is 86 years old okay okay yep and, you know, he probably just doesn't have to take care of shit. He's 86. He's going to go to his basketball games and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. I just, I just, I, if I'm 86, I don't know, man. I don't care about basketball. <laughs> uh, I guess you like what you like, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this one's like a real rough Wait, Is it in like a coral shirt? Uh-uh. He, here, I'll send it to you. Okay. Because I'm thinking at 86, I don't give a shit what I look like. Oh, I see the coral shirt one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not shaving anymore. I'm not wearing anything but sweats and stained t-shirts. <laughs> I'm going to be comfortable <laughs> and fuck anybody who doesn't like it. I don't know. I think there would be some part of me that's still vain. I don't know. I mean, I guess it, de- it depends. Am I going to turn to full-fledged alcoholism at, if I live to be that age? Like 85 rolls around, I'm still kicking. I'm like, yeah, I'm drinking all day. What else have I got to do? I mean, but are you going to want to throw up with hangovers and stuff? That's a good point. That's like my my thing. Like, I like avoiding pain and being uncomfortable. That's where, like, where we were talking about the boob lifts and the face lifts. Like, yes. yeah, people are getting it. But, like, is the pain worth it? It's a good point. I see people get facelifts and there's, like, all those things around their face and, like, oh, oh that's just a lot. Yeah, it seems miserable. And that's what being, like, too drunk is now. You get the hangover, you want to throw up, you're nauseous, headaches, so tired. Is the pain worth it? Okay. Are we done with chemistry? I think so. Paul Rudd makes everything better. Yes. I haven't seen a movie where he doesn't make it better. Have you? Mm Mm-mm. No. Now that granted, there's a lot of Paul Rudd movies I haven't seen, but for now, I'm going to stick with that statement. Me too. Okay. Uh, moment they fell in love. Do you have one right off the bat? 
Yes. I do too. I do. Let's do it on three because I think it's the same one. Okay. One, two, three. The, the present pres- unwrapping. Oh, the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was whenever they were coaching the proposal together and they were making eye contact. See, I thought that it was when she was unwrapping the present and she compared and contrasted how Maddie treated her versus George. I don't know. Agree to disagree there. All right. I think they were already falling for each other at that point. I don't think she would have gone with him without that. Okay. Do you? I don't know. Okay. Um, do they stay together? Yes. Okay. What do you think? I, I think so too. Okay. I think they are important to getting through each other's strife at that point in time. Yeah. You think Jack Nicholson goes to jail, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think he saw his son having a chance of getting happy and he was just going to he was going to take care of it right then. But I mean, would he even go to jail? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Someone would have to take the fall, and if it's him, it's him. Okay. Um, noted. Moving on. Um, final thoughts? Nope. Iconic scene. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This uh, is, go ahead. This is tough because it's not, it, this movie kind of goes under the radar. Um, it's a story without like a climax kind of. Like there is one, but it's not pronounced. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. So I feel like it's hard to pick out an iconic moment, but I feel like it is the party because you have everybody there. Mm-hmm. The gift with Owen Wilson, the gift with Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd going out, the dad watching him waiting. Mm. What do you think? I was caught between two, but I'm going to go with the first time Paul Rudd goes to Maddie and her apartment. And Maddie's like, this isn't okay. This is my apartment. And you invited someone over. And they had, and she storms out after packing her bags. And Maddie says something like, I really screwed up. And Paul Rudd said, not from my perspective. And he Ah. jumps down the stairs. I loved it. Ah, That's funny. He had so many good little zingers. There were a lot of good quotes in this movie. Like a ton. And honestly, there were, even though you hit the main actors who were in here, like Tony Shahoub was in here, that female coach, she's been in things. Um, The person who fired Reese Witherspoon, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Catherine one of the Hong, things. Yeah. Um, this is considered a big box office bomb. Like it had a twenty, a hundred and twenty million dollar budget because of all the high paid actors. Like fifty million dollars went to salaries, and then it only made like a hundred million. So, I, I don't remember this movie. So it made. Do I. I don't remember seeing a single preview. So maybe marketing failed. Maybe, yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I'm just kind of moving into the facts here. Yeah. Han, Catherine Han was pregnant. And after shooting her delivery scenes, she went into labor. Oh, no way. And, yeah. And then she had to come back two minute, two months later and finish shooting. Oh, goodness. I was wondering if she was pregnant. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then Bill Murray was originally supposed to be Jack Nicholson, but he dropped out. Hmm. Yeah. I could have seen that, but I think it would have given a different vibe. Yeah, I agree. I think Jack Nicholson was the better person for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have very many final thoughts. Okay. I do have one quote that I loved. Okay. Uh, I loved at the beginning whenever that lady said, what has become of me? I've lost my ability to smile at bastards. I loved it, and I also wrote it down. Iconic. Yep. Yep. Um, And then she does it, and she's like, still got it. <laughs> she was fantastic. Like I said, I, I had so many good quotes in this movie. There was the drivel one I already said. Cynicism is sanity, which kind of was interesting to me because it's the opposite of how Paul Rudd's character lived. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Never drink to feel better. Only drink to feel even better. I liked that too. But then I also like whenever she gave in and was like, no, I'm going to get drunk because I feel like (laughs) shit. Um, the therapist, figure out what you want and learn how to ask for it. Um, I already said that one. I already said that one. Um, How did you feel, this isn't a quote, but how did you feel when Jack Nicholson walked into the delivery room? (laughs) (laughs) He was the dad. I I thought it was so funny. I know. I did too. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's low. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got there. I have one final thought that I'll talk about when you talk about your stuff. I'm done. Okay. My <laughs> final thought. Um, so Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon's kiss at the end. We didn't really talk about it, and it's like a big part of the chemistry of the movie. I liked their banter and the long stares more than the kiss, personally. I never understand movies that have like that long closed lip yes yes i agree i and i always wonder if it's like an actor's choice i guess so well i would imagine it is like they don't want tongues and all that stuff and that's fine i guess but for me i'm like how long can this really last like how much zing are you getting from this closed lip kiss yeah and, like, you can, like, tilt your head however many ways you want to <laughs> tilt it in that time, but it is still a closed lip kiss. That's an excellent point, because I do think it really impacts a movie. Thank you. Okay. Um, Any fate in this movie? I guess the so. friend given the number to Paul Rudd. I was going to say when they meet in the elevator when she's carrying up the groceries. That to me was fate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's a good one too. Okay. Um, martini glasses for this guy. I personally give three. Um, I'm going to give three and a half. It's not very exciting. Yeah. Um, but very cute. It's worth it. It's worth a watch to see Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. He was, he was the shining star of this movie. That's what I said. I said, he's the bright light of this movie. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Nope, you go. We're not really sure where we're going. We recently did an Instagram poll, and it was an overwhelming majority who said that we should um, branch out and do things other than rom-coms. So, I don't know if that means going to genre to genre, sticking with another genre for a time, seeing where that gets us. We still got some marinating to do. Plus, mm-hmm. I think we're going to come back in a month's time after mm-hmm. we regroup a little bit because it's been a very busy summer. So apologies on my part for not being super quick with editing. Just a lot of stuff. We're busy. We work. We have families. It's tough. We don't get paid. It's a hobby. Like, what do you want us to say? Yeah. So... We're going to take some time. Keep checking that Instagram at T-O-A-S-T-Y-R-O-M-C-O-M-S. We'll be posting drinks from around the city or any of our travels, um, anything we make at home, maybe some other things like book and cocktail pairings, any books that we're reading, just random things that we found interesting, good, bad, the like. Yeah. So check out Instagram for sure. And we'll have some updates about what we want to do as well um, in the future. Cause I, I do think we're for sure going to move to something else. We just have to work out what that is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and how we'll talk about it. There will be drinks. There will be movies. And there will be those two things. No, no, no. That's what makes us us. Yes. Lots of alcohol. <laughs> Their personality. Yeah. That and, and fantasy romance. <laughs> Can fully consumed me. <laughs> Our husbands are so lucky. Yes. He- well, listen. They're getting lucky. Yes. I yes. And somebody has failed to notice that and just gets annoyed when he sees me reading. Do you want my husband to talk to your husband about why he needs to let it go? <laughs> Maybe. Actually. But no, I finished all the SJM books, so I think we're okay now. Okay. Now I'm until just doing, something else pops up. Until something else pops up. Yeah. Oh, until the um, until the second fourth wing book comes out in two months, three months, mm-hmm. which I still have to give you the fourth wing. You're gonna die. You're gonna love it. Can't wait. Yes. Until then, I gotta finish Noctacadia. Yeah, that's right. Still working on it. I. Don't want to say anything about it because we have to wait till we talk about it. That's right. Surprises, surprises. Um. So, we'll see what happens. Please email us. Um, toast to rom coms. T o a s t t o r o m c o m s at gmail dot com. 
Um, with the answer to any of our many questions this episode or things that you would like to see us do in the future. It could be movie suggestions. It could be drink suggestions. It could be how we should talk about the movie, whatever. We're open. Super open. Yep. Um, yeah. Rate, review, follow, click those stars. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep. And until then, watch up, drink up. And cheers! Cheers.